Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Spark Plug Podcast. Uh, as always, it's Trey, and um, I'm here with one of my co-hosts. Say hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, Max is here, but he's not really – he's just really busy with a lot of stuff. So he might come in and out of – put a little points into the episode, but it mostly it's just going to be uh, us two for tonight, which – OKC gets their fourth win in a row against the Magic. Um, I didn't get to watch most of the game, but I did watch the end of the third quarter and the full fourth quarter. So if we, if you want to go in a little bit into the first half. All right. Yeah, sounds good. I have a whole bunch of notes on the entire game. So let's turn a page back. First quarter, A was really in the charge. He was leading it. Also, Usman Jang's points came in the first quarter. He ended up with eight on three or four shoot, shooting, two or three from three. He played a really nice game, had some great rebounds, nice effort and hustle on defense. I remember one time, Wendell, I believe it was Wendell Carter, got an offensive rebound in the paint, and Usman Jang just stood his ground right in front of him, and he forced a miss. It was really impressive, especially on a really hot night for Wendell Carter where he absolutely torched our interior defense. It was a really nice thing to see. Big hustle coming right out of the gate, which is kind of why the game was so close and why we were winning. And then the lack of hustle and the lack of fighting on the boards is why we fell behind at the end of the second half into the beginning of the third quarter. Our run started to fall apart because we could not, we weren't getting our second chance points that we normally get being a young team that runs around all the time. And we were not fighting to secure our defensive rebounds, which was leading them to get offensive points. But one thing I tweeted out during the game, Lou Dort had a really nice string of plays near the end of the second half where he, uh, he stole the ball from Wendell Carter and then hit him in the face, but somehow Wendell Carter was called for the foul. And then he hit a really sick layup the very next play, like a reverse up and under. It was crazy. Ludort, I think Ludort really could be a glue guy for a championship team. I really feel that way. How do you feel about that, Trey? How do you feel about that one statement? Um, I think I've been saying that lose a piece that you want to keep around, around no matter what, even if it's a guy that's coming off the bench as a six-man or whatever. Lou can run offense well, but – it's always been that he's the defense guy, and he's been showing it through first, what, seven games? There's seven games? Yeah, this is number seven. Have Luca. He went one-on-one with Paulo a bunch. Um, and Dort is, Dort is one of those defensive guys, like you said, when you're in the finals, you want to throw him out there when it's clunch, uh, clutch time. Because he's going to get the clamps, and he can make winning plays on the defense. 
Yeah, he's got the clamps, and you also know for an absolute fact that he's going to dive on every single loose ball. He is going to poke and prod every single oh. chance he gets. Oh, That's just sure. what you Lou Lou puts his body into a lot of harm with how aggressive he is and on defense, and you like to see it because it shows you how how much grit he has. He doesn't. He's one of the players that doesn't. On every defensive play, he doesn't take a play off. Yeah, Ludor is one hundred percent every single time. He's one hundred percent, even on a night like tonight where he shot. I don't know exactly what he shot, but he did not shoot very well at all. Quick. I just had just had it was a horrible shot, shooting night from the field and from three for Lou. He shot thirty-one percent from the field and thirty-seven percent from three. Went uh five for sixteen, mm. three for eight. Yikes. Not a very good shooting night. But after all that, during when he was so cold on offense, he was still making hustle plays, still playing great defense. And then at the end of the game, when they needed him, he came through. Humongous three that barely even touched the net. Oh, Shea in the first, he really was. uh, Shea likes to start the games inside in the paint. He definitely, he was forcing his way to the paint. Kicking out sometimes, forcing his way to the paint. He was basically just, you know, setting up, getting to the basket, finishing slippery. He got blocked by Bobo a couple of times. But we don't talk about it. He only missed six shots on the day. He shot 12 for 18. Three of those misses were three-pointers. He still can't hit a three. But, you know, whatever. Nobody's perfect, okay? And, like you said, nobody's perfect. And the shot, it's early in the season. Shots will fall. Even you, you can say the same thing for Lou. You can say the same thing for Giddy. Shots are gonna fall. It's early in the season. It's just a a wait and wait and watch thing. Yeah, uh, to expand on the Giddy thing, Giddy did not have a good day today. It was bad. Uh, he, I don't know. Not even just the scoring. His passing felt off. He felt really. It's not that he wasn't making the passes or that he was turning the ball over a bunch. It just felt like he was really indecisive when he had the ball in his hands today. And that's usually not what he is. It felt like he was either really not pushing the agenda or he really was. There were plays where Josh Giddy took the ball. He was the, like the second person to touch the ball in the possession. He just drove his way all the way to the basket and shot it. And then there were also plays where he acted like he didn't want to go inside the arc and he was just swinging the ball around. And he was hesitant, and he didn't know what he wanted to do. I think it's really just about Josh Giddy. He missed a couple of games. He just needs to settle back into the groove. So I wouldn't be too worried about this kind of shaky performance from Josh, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And to, to keep going on about guards, we ran a four four guy four guard starting lineup. Yeah, we I mean that's talking just versatility. About- we had been talking about how to expect to see stuff like this. Um, but, yeah, J-Dub started that power forward. Well, guard, but power forward. Um, did J-Dub play well in the first half? Because I don't I don't think he was down the stretch, was he? He didn't get uh, in much down the stretch. Yeah, he didn't get in much down the stretch. But in the first half, Jalen Williams actually contributed to us jumping out to our beginning lead of the game. He hit uh, with the with the mask on. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you forget because he's got a clear mask on. Sometimes you forget. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he played really well to start the game. I think he really only did stuff in the first quarter, honestly. I think he might have scored, like, our second or third points of the game. Or our second yeah. or third basket of the game. Um, On the box score, it only says he got 21 minutes with Trey Mann getting 26 over him. So, Yeah, Jalen Williams... Jalen Williams scored six points tonight, and he scored our first two points of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lou, uh, Shea, and Poku all playing 30-plus minutes. Yeah, man, Poku. Poku was fire today. One, one One of the notes I had is that Poku really, as much as we talk about Poku, we talk about Poku leading the and roll more than we talk about Poku excelling as a role man, but that's what he was great at today. He was slipping under screens, catching the ball, finishing, passing out. He was making great, great, great decisions off of his pick and roll passes. It's just he was excelling as a role man today, which is usually not the role that we see him in, honestly. He's usually more of a perimeter player that drives, but today he was kind of living in the Inside the arc. Yeah, I can I can watch Poku's uh, pump fakes all day. There's just something with those those pump fakes. Um, but yeah, and then Poku hit a nice three um, late in the third quarter as well. Um, just a great game. Um, you love to see it, and I just have one question of where are all the haters now. It got real quiet. About where are the Poku haters? Yeah, it got real quiet all of a sudden that no one's talking bad on Poku. Um, and um, he doesn't deserve to be talked bad on. He's what 20 and he's been in the league two years. This is year three, year three, yeah. And he's what 20, 21, yeah. Year three, he's 20, and here he is taking his leap. He had four He's, offensive rebounds today. Yeah, he was, he, was on the, he was on the paint against um, Wendell and uh, – Some big guys Paul down there. Bull Bull. Yeah. Bull Bull. Bull Bull needs you to box out, I'll tell you that. Wow. Um, also, not a – had three blocks as well. Um, shot two for three from uh, three, three for four from the field. Didn't take a lot of shots, and he just didn't need to. Um, he was able to open up the game in a lot of other ways with his two steals as well as his three blocks, like I said. Um, but, yeah, you got to see Poku finally kind of have, like, a miniature breakout game showing that he is he is a player that can contribute. Yeah, and it was great seeing Poku perform well when everybody else is in the game. Because sometimes when Poku performs well, you know, the guys are injured. Shea's out, Giddy's out, Trey Mann's out. You know, like a, a primary ball handler is out. So he's kind of forced into a perimeter role more than usual, and that's where he thrives. But it's really nice seeing Poku thrives in a role that he would actually realistically be playing if he is on this team long term. It was great seeing him perform that well in a role like that. Yeah. Um, moving on, 
Isaiah Joe only getting a minute 40 tonight after a great game against the Clippers. Um, I wonder what the decision on that was. And not yeah, to ride, not... ride the momentum into the next game with him. Because he had an amazing game against the Clippers, as you guys covered. Um, yeah, he went crazy. But no, that's, that's definitely a question mark, as well as Kenrich Williams not getting getting a DNP, a healthy yeah, stretch. Kenrich, Kenrich just didn't play. As Kenrich well as um, Mike Muscala. Um, Jalen Williams, Jay, Jay Will, uh, Lindy, and um, what's his name? I, I can't Araru, 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 Araru. Eugene. Ninety-seven. Araru. Everybody knows who we're yeah. talking. Everybody knows who we're talking. Big, about. Big boy, the big boy, big boy. Yeah, the linebacker. Yeah, the linebacker out there. Um, also, <laughs> did get uh, got a DNP. So, some definitely questioning. DNPs coming out of tonight. Yeah, those are definitely some questions after uh, Mark. Um, what is this thought Wiggins, process? Yeah, Aaron Wiggins got 12 minutes. Uh, Jeng got 17. Bays got 17. Trey got 26. So Trey Man kind of had a quiet night, honestly. Yeah. He, he was kind of like a... He did shoot well, but he just didn't have one of those high shooting games. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't take a lot of shots. He didn't even really handle the ball that much, honestly. And uh, I think it partly Trey Mann this game kind of just went with the flow of the bench. When we went well, down fifteen in the third quarter, the bench is what brought us back in the game, and it was a bucket from Jerry. Uh, or an and one from Jerry, and then a three from Trey, and another. But he was kind of just playing in the flow of the bench and scoring his points like that and shooting really efficiently that way, which was a little bit different than the Trey man that we see sometimes where, you know, he isos, he breaks somebody's ankles, he creates crazy offense, that kind of thing. He was kind of just, he settled into a nice role tonight, one that fit him well and helped the bench propel us back into the game to get the win. Well, I guess it definitely has to do with some of SGA just taking over the game. He didn't have to do as many of the uh, flashy plays and uh, shoot a lot. And sometimes that's asking him to just go out there and make those plays that gets the momentum going to our side isn't horrible. But you do love seeing him go for 20, 25. Um, but, yeah. Should we talk about the magic some and what how, what happened with the magic and the collapse? Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so you want to go? Ahead I love and... talking about. I love talking about the downfall of uh... our enemies. Yeah, the downfall of our enemies. Yeah, the team that has a better young core than us. Yeah, apparently, put quote quote unquote better yeah better core. Um, yeah, better young core. Definitely. But go ahead and start it off since you were able to watch the first half. Yeah, beginning of the game, uh, their first their first few buckets, it was uh it was all their big men down low. Whether if it was Wendell Carter forcing his way inside, Bull Bull cleaning up on the glass, Franz Wagner in the post. Franz Wagner's got a nice game. I tell you that I like Franz. I think he's going to be really good. 
But Wendell Carter was just kind of eating us alive down there. I mean, they just matched him up on anybody. Baze couldn't stop him. Poku couldn't stop him. Well, yeah, I, think was, again, I think that was really it, honestly. Well, once again, when you play, you roll out the four the four guard lineup, that's kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, but the issue is at the beginning of the game, when they fed the post, got the ball down low, attacked the paint, because the Magic are so tall. It helps on defense, obviously, but it's kind of an underrated thing to have on offense because you can just attack the basket. So, okay, so say we're just in a normal pick and roll, right? You have mm-hmm. six, eight Franz Wagner that can beat you off the dribble and can beat you speed-wise to the paint off the pick and roll. And then he's running the pick and roll with 7-2 Bobol, who can catch a lob over your head, can easily outreach you. And then you're getting a cut from, I mean, who was who else was in the starting lineup? Paulo uh, Bancaro. You're, Paulo Bancaro uh, sitting in the corner, and then he cuts. That's six foot ten, who moves so fast and is so athletic. I mean, when you're when we're rolling out guys like Lou and J Dub, who are great on defense, but they're just a little too small, a little too light. That can be a really difficult thing to overcome, and it was at the end of the second half to start of the third quarter. That's why we started to fall behind. But then at the end of the game, they changed to a perimeter offense. They were chucking threes, chucking threes, chucking mid-range shots. They weren't taking their time. There was a bunch of really, really impatient, inexperienced players kind of just letting the Thunders rally get to their head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Definitely, and there's also a note that I wanted to make, and I saw this earlier. The Magic were just really depleted when it came to uh, the bench. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Cole Anthony's out. Um, just a lot of people were out for this game, and they played their starters. Everyone besides Terrence Ross played 30-plus 30, 30 minutes. So that was that. De- that's definitely something to take note of. They're playing their guys and they're playing them down the stretch for the game, pretty much. Paul yeah, they're right. Thirty-seven played thirty-seven minutes. You don't see many rookies go out there and play thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, they're riding their guys hard. I mean, that's yeah. that's tough. This sixth, seventh game of the season, you have your number. They pick Paula number one, right? They, they yeah, have their number one overall yeah. rookie riding in 37 minutes. And then Franz. On an off night, too. Wendell Carter, 35. Like, it just yeah, wasn't sucks. much. That definitely has to do with what came down the stretch. They just didn't go to the guys on the bench. And really, they didn't have much to go to. They had, what, Jalen Suggs. Who did play 28 <laughs> minutes, only and put up nine awful. points on awful shooting. Um, yeah. Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton, and that's really like the big names on their bench that were healthy tonight. Caleb Houston was the next highest minutes after RJ. So that's definitely telling you a little bit about how good that core is when 
they're having to play them 37 minutes. Yeah, injuries nothing to play with now. When your depth starts to take hits, that's why it's so great for the Thunder. Because, you know, if somebody like, God forbid, if somebody like Usman Jang goes down, somebody who's playing 17 minutes, coming in the room, hit some big shots, play some good defense, he gets hurt, you just throw in Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams didn't play a single minute, and he is one of the better players on the team. Throw in Jay Will. Jay Will. So an unproven rookie with, I think, a lot of potential who hasn't even played a minute this season. Not a minute. That's that's that, that makes me really sad because I I'm on the same train. I think Jay Will has a lot of potential, and to see him just not get the minutes is he'll is get pretty that. sad. Somebody will get Definitely. injured. Basketball is a compact sport. Somebody will get injured. He'll get minutes. But yeah, so. The th- the wrap up about the Thunder. I wanna I wanna ask you this question. I'm gonna start asking this every post game. Um, from a scale to one to ten, and based off the rest of the Western Conference and the rest of the league, what would you say our tank radar is at? Our tank radar. Yeah, like, are we tanking for Victor? Are we a middle of the pack team? Are we competing? Like, can we go down the stretch with some of the better teams in the conference and in bet in in the league? Uh, I don't know. I'd say I think we're definitely in the middle of the road. Definitely in the middle of the road, and I don't think I don't think this team that we've seen so far is really gonna be. Uh, competing for a play-in spot or anything like that. But I think that they definitely have the potential if they keep on building on what they did tonight, what they did against the Clippers. If they keep on building, I think I could see them competing for a play-in spot this year. So I'm, I'm like, right on – right with you, but I'm I'm closer to the edge of saying that they're a play-in spot team at this, like, point. If I see another defensive master class and just – Shay being that guy on both sides of the ball, I would move him into the play on play in play on play in spot of teams. But um yeah, I wanted to ask you that. Uh we could do a little bit around the league. Yeah? Around the league. Um, so Kyrie had a really, really bad night. Um, let me pull up the stats real quick. Kyrie against the Bulls had a really bad night. Um, four points, six rebounds, seven assists, uh, two for 12 from the field, and O from six from three. Um, that's not what you like to see at all. Um, no, definitely not. Oh, something out- interesting here. Max Struess came off the bench and put up 24 for the Miami Heat in a win against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet about what Steph Curry said. Steph Curry said something, and I couldn't remember what it was. Steph Curry had a triple-double. He said, hold on, where was it? 
I can't find it, but he was saying something about it, and I can't remember what it was. But, um, no, yeah. Uh, just not a great game from Kyrie, and as you were saying, Max Strews, nice game. Um, we saw a nice game from Zach Levine sticking in the Brooklyn-Chicago game. Um, 29 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists on 37 minutes. Shot 10 for 21, 5 from 11. Uh, but, yeah, it was a quiet night around the league. Just what, four – how many games? Four games. We got the Suns and the Timberwolves on right now. It's currently yeah. 87-79 Suns. Cats having a bad day. Anthony we're Edwards still, is having a bad day. We're still looking for Rudy to really make that impact because I was seeing something on the Twitter – that the Timberwolves' defensive rating has actually, like, tanked since having Rudy on the team. Mm. They're not playing as well defensively with Rudy, and I might just were seven games in, and they haven't gotten the time to click. But, yeah, that's not what you like to see when you just no, try a lot to get Rudy. Um. But yeah, we're also looking for the Suns to take their second loss, sitting at five and one. Um, not, at the top yeah. of the West with the Portland Trailblazers, Utah Jazz, and San Antonio Spurs. Who would have thought? Say say that one more time for the people in the back. Portland, Utah, and San Antonio sitting in the top five. The top four. Thought? Top four with Memphis. Dallas, the Clippers, all State? out of the playoffs. Yeah, Golden State. Everyone thought the Lakers were going to be bad, so I'm not even going to say. The Thunder are in the playoffs. Yeah, with Memphis and Dallas under the Thunder, who would have who would have thought? Hey. Um, but yeah. So, you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh. Let's see here. Let's talk about how. No, mm. we got to beat the Rockets first before I start making fun of the Rockets. I mean, we can already start making fun of the Rockets. Nope, I'm not going to do it because it's not going to come back to bite me. Man, the Rockets really. I don't. I don't care. Clip it. Clip it. I don't care. The Rockets are once again the worst team in the NBA for the third year in a row. I don't care what their final record stands as, they are, once again, the worst team in the NBA. Oh, don't don't worry. They're 1-7. They're tied for last with the Magic. The so, Magic are also 1-7. I'm talking about, yeah, but I'm talking about down the road where everyone's going to be like, well, guys, you, you, said the, you said the Rockets were the worst team in the NBA. They are. They're going to win games. <laughs> But they are the worst team in the NBA, and they're yeah, the worst teams the worst in the NBA the still NBA. win twenty games. Yeah, it's not like the Seventy Sixers and gonna win, get lucky to win what fifteen? How many games did they win that one year? Thirteen. They were not winning a lot. <laughs> it's not like that. They're they're gonna win games because 
teams just aren't as good. And teams also don't play their stars every night for 40-plus minutes like they used to. Besides if you're the uh, Orlando Magic, apparently. Yeah, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Their next best option off the bench is RJ Hampton. Yeah, and I like RJ. So, but yeah. Oh man, so it's never good when you have to rely on somebody that was in an Aaron Gordon trade. Yeah. Speaking about Aaron Gordon, the Nuggets. We we got anything to say about them? Middle of the pack they, team that was. Hey, they are a next opponent on Thursday night. They are. Um, middle of the pack team that was supposed to be like with Jamal Murray coming back. Once again, it's well, early, but they. Jamal they Murray and MPJ need some time. Yeah, it, like I said, it is early, but you just haven't seen really much. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Benedict Matherin. I He's my rookie of the year pick, so, so way too early rookie of the year pick. If and I've been taught, I love Benedict Matherin. I was talking about him in the pre-draft. Um, I just want to go back to yesterday against the Nets real quick, and then we'll close it up. Um, uh, yeah, 22 minutes, 16 points, two rebounds, one assist, six for 12 from the field, two from five from three. A good night, and he's coming off the bench right now behind Jalen Smith. Let's see how long that lasts. Um, not long. Not long. But, yeah, love to see uh, Benedict Matherin, good friend of Lou Dort. Um, just show up. Arizona State connection. Arizona's, Arizona State legend. I'm kidding. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah. Uh, next game. Sounds good. Next game, Nuggets on NBA TV. Um, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Looking to go 5-3. and three. That Let's would be wild. Pull it out. It would. That would be wild. Oh, but, where, where's the game being played at? In Oklahoma City? Oh, yeah. If you don't got anything else to say, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Thunder up. Thunder SGA up. for MVP. Yes, sir.